On today's podcast, we talk about the start of the NFL season finally. We also talk about the Lakers being fined for tampering. We also discuss the new owner that the Rockets have. And we also dive into Ezekiel Elliott and his ongoing issues. Everybody gets mad at the power Roger Goodell has. But the players, you agreed to this, right? right? The NFLPA, you agreed to this, which is why eventually Ezekiel Elliott is going to be suspended. Whether it's later on this season or next season, he's going to be suspended. Because when it goes before a judge who's not... Just, the, the order that was out today was just a stop, right? So he wasn't saying Ezekiel Elliott did not... He's not exonerated. Yeah, exactly. You didn't commit domestic violence. We're not saying the NFL. We're just saying the NFL's process is unfair. That's all he's saying. But when it goes to a judge who's going to hear the case, the judge is going to say, okay, did you both sides agree to this? They did. Did you agree to Roger Goodell having this power? Oh, guess what? You did. So Ezekiel Elliott is going to be suspended. Maybe, maybe knock off a game or two? Maybe. But they don't have to because the players agreed to this. You're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Welcome to the New Channel Sports Podcast. As Trey would say, we're back. <laughs> Over to my left, I have Chris with us. What's good, man? And straight across from me, you have your boy, Trey. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Black to be black. <laughs> back to be back on the show. Yeah. yeah. Me too, man. It's a great day for you know who. Uh, Redskin Nation. <laughs> <laughs> No, I need them to win this weekend though. But no, Cowboy Nation, man, it's it's, it's a it's a great great day. Um, so Laker you, Nation kicks off in fifty one days. Just in case anybody wants to know, I wasn't even aware of that. Yeah, didn't care about know. that at all. Because football season started. Yes, all I got is football on the brain. <laughs> like if you do an X ray of my brain, it'd be a big football in my head or something. You know. Yeah. So I guess we'll just kick off with that. So you talk about the Cowboys. It looks like Ezekiel might be playing the whole year. The ball I, don't lie. That that you know, I I drafted McFadden in my league, the league that we're in. <laughs> <laughs> Two things happened in that draft that really pissed me off. First is McFadden, right? So I don't know what I'm gonna do with him. I'm probably gonna hold him for another seven, seven I games. I think he's projected to get like three point six. Three point six points like that. Unless he gets a touchdown or something like that. And then the other thing that pissed me off, y'all saw the game last night. Hunt looks like the real deal. Yes. I was in the bidding war for Hunt, and I let it go. I let it slide. When I watched the game initially, and he fumbled, I was like, okay, he's not going to be that good. <laughs> <laughs> then he scores three touchdowns after that. Yeah. So, well, football is back, man. I'm just happy football is back. Yeah, I think the world, or at least America, I should say, is a better place when football season. I think they should just play it all year round. I, I agree. <laughs> they should have, you know, Cowboys A and then Cowboys <laughs> B. That would you be know? the Texans. Wow. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, listeners. He's still on the show. Y'all probably thought after all the big hurricane everything, I would get someone else, but no. He's still on the show. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. But yeah, not the Texans, though. Like Every team should have two teams, right? Like Kind of like how they did with NFL Europe, 
who play NFL during the summer and then like a developmental league. Or yeah, something? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we, that would be great. Watch it probably. Oh yes, bet on it. Watch it. Fantasy football for the summer league. So, but anyway, let's. I guess what we're gonna uh, let's dive into the game last night. Patriots Chiefs. Does this? I know everybody's asking this question now. That the game is over. Are the Patriots going to go zero and sixteen? Tom Brady looked old last night. You think so? He looked a little old. I mean, his deep ball's still pretty. And you never lose that. You never, when quarterbacks get older, the one thing they don't lose is the deep ball. Either you have it or you don't. And Tom Brady, the boy, has it. He, he is golden when it comes to that. But as far as everything else, well, he looked old and the receivers also looked like they weren't on the same page. And it doesn't really help that. He's out there with Cooks as well. And him and Cooks didn't really seem to have a connection quite yet. It'll come, though, right? Um, Because Cooks is a vertical runner. But my impression from the game for the Patriots is that their defense is not very good. Yeah, that's what I got is a defense. The Patriots' defense, they're not bad. But just like their offense, they're getting back together. I personally got back on the football field this past week. So Tuesday was my first games back since I got hurt, since I hurt my thumb. Did a tear come down your eye? It did. It did. I'm 42. My very first pass, I throw it to this guy. He tips it, tips it. The defender intercepts it and runs back for a touchdown. I'm like, wow. Next possession, I throw another pass to the guy. He tips it. The defender tips it. He tips it. And the guy trailing the play picks it off. So I'm sitting here thinking like, oh, my goodness. Like, is it like and not? I'm not Tom Brady by any means. I'm better than he is. But uh, <laughs> well, with that being said, I was throwing to different people than I had ever really played with. We got some new guys on the team who's joined, and we've been short on numbers. So I was playing with a totally different crew. We battled against a team we should have probably blew out. We wound up winning that game. I said that to say Tom Brady is playing with some receivers he's not played in this type of situation with before. Right. I'm. I would be willing to bet a mortgage payment that they don't lose more than three games. They they will go thirteen oh, yeah. and three. And they will win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm really, I really believe that because I just, they've got a championship pedigree. And I mean, Amendola went down yesterday. Um, He's always hurt, though. Yes, but I mean, but then, so he had Hogan that he's throwing the ball to, mm-hmm. Gronkowski, who he's throwing the ball to, who was getting deed up by, you know, one of the best players in the game who happened to go down with another injury as well. Yeah. But I, I, I'm not worried about the Patriots. I think this happened last year or the year before. Yeah. And when the Bengals spanked them and mm-hmm. then they just tore up everybody else. Yeah, I've seen this move before. Yeah. You know, Brady lost to the same team. I think it was the Chiefs a couple of years back. And they were saying the same thing. Oh, Brady's old. Mm-hmm. Bring in Garoppolo, whatever, all this other stuff. They'll be okay. I do think that there were two plays where they went for it on fourth down. And I think they got zero points. That changed the game. That changed the whole aspect of the game. So I really think they're okay. This also says a lot about the Chiefs. And Alex Smith, he was slinging that ball around. He really was. It, the, what happens when you're a competitor and they draft him a Holmes who in the preseason was balling out? So if you're Alex Smith, you just go out there and throw. He was looking for the deep ball. You don't see Alex Smith do that. He saw the short crossing routes and he said, nope, I'm going for the deep ball. Because he knows the guy behind him is knocking on that door like Kaepernick did. And I think this time he learned his lesson. If I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out hard. Throwing the ball deep down the field. And I'm proud of Alex Smith. He looked, at least for that game, elite against the Patriots in Foxborough. Yeah, he looked really good, man. And I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. This that game last night kind of got my mind going because 
the the couple weeks ago I saw the preseason game between the Chiefs and the Seahawks, and that's when Chicanic um, West went down. The Chiefs looked miserable. Other than um, Thomas running back a kickoff, I was like, the Chiefs are terrible, and they were they were the ones going against the ones for a good portion of that game. I was like, so this scares me because the Chiefs looked like a totally different team last night, but. The the flip side to that is the if Seattle Seahawks defense plays the way that they did against that's scary. I mean, like I I think we've seen a lot of parity in in the NFL, and I think starting that off with Week One, I was mad. I don't know about y'all. I told my son today, I was like, maybe I like the Patriots more than I want to admit because I haven't watched sports and I don't want to watch that. Like I loved, I have a man crush on Tom Brady. Like I just like I don't want to see them lose. I really, and I'm not even a fan of theirs. I'm a Cowboys fan, but. We have nothing at all to worry about. Alex Smith has been a really good quarterback. He doesn't make a ton of mistakes. Yeah. But when you got someone like Tyreek Hill who can stretch the field the way that he does, and you've got to you got to back up. You know, um, they said yesterday yesterday that he had the fa- the one of the fastest times in the two hundred, I believe. Yeah. And he said that if that time would have finished sixth in the Olympics, that was his high school time. That was in, that, that was in <laughs> high school. You got to back up. You know, I mean, you got to you got to back up. Um, so the pay, uh, the but the Chiefs they were good last year. I mean, yeah, they weren't. You know, they were good last year, but the most they really did last year was beat the teams they, they were, were supposed, supposed to, beat. to beat. They didn't go into anywhere like Foxborough and beat a team they weren't expected to beat. So I think you know the Chiefs might you know they might they got I got to see it week to week. Obviously, you but you know, you know when they when the referees made that bad decision to measure the the ball. On mm-hmm. that on that first down, I thought that was a terrible decision of them to 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 measure that because I didn't think they were close, and it wound up that they weren't even close. Right. I think that kind of killed the momentum going forward. The the Patriots in a in a regular season in another regular season game or a playoff game, they're kicking the ball. They're not going for those. Are you sure? Yes. In that situation, he's kicking it. Well, I think they learned that Gillisley is not Legarrette Blunt. Also, I think if they had Legarrette Blunt. In those situations, I agree. Those are first downs. Uh, Barry I, came up and made a heck of a play. He, he did. was unblocked. But Barry versus Legarrette Blunt, I think Blunt wins that ten times out of ten. This is what I think. And I think you know the, the the Patriots do this. They they go for it most of the time on fourth down. They see what they can they can do. Um, sometimes um, Bel- Belichick does take risks like that. I'm not worried about the Patriots. It's momentum though, that momentum yeah. is, is think, something else. I think the two things with the Patriots though. The first is. Have you guys ever seen a Patriots Super Bowl where they play in the first week and bask off the glory of the last I've never seen that until last night. Yeah. They were actively celebrating last season. I don't think they're over that Kool-Aid. And I don't think you can ever be over a hot. The good news is it is the Patriots. But they looked like they were a little sluggish or still high. And maybe they needed that punch in the mouth. But I don't want to understate the injury to Hightower. I don't know how, how injured he is. Um, the linebacker, he is so pivotal to that defense. You just watch that team. You don't have to be a fan of football. When you see him, you will recognize immediately he is a captain of that defense. Right. And with him out, uh, maybe for a long period of time, their defense is not very good. No. Yeah, it's not. It's not. At least the front seven, the secondary is fantastic. I think they're, the division that they play in um, helps them out quite a bit. I don't know um, if you heard that they they had the lowest scoring defense in the NFL last year. So they were giving up about 15 points a game. Right, right, right. Uh, so not having Hightower will hurt, uh, but they do play in the AFC East. 
Uh, yeah, so they'll be okay. Your boy Jay Cutler has got a shot now. He <laughs> to, to win <laughs> to win the AFC East. It's not gonna happen. And your boy Brock is gonna upset the Chiefs. Not gonna happen. <laughs> not, gonna happen. <laughs> not gonna happen. You should see the look on your face. Right this, I just—it's just not gonna happen. Brock. Also, I, I was shocked when the Broncos picked him up. I thought it was a joke. I really did. I was like, "What? Brock's why is Matt Fitzgerald? He's still playing football." Who would the joke be on? With the joke, do you know what Colin Kaepernick is doing right now? Too? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> would the joke be on the Texans or the Broncos? We gotta wait and see because you know Brock who Osweiler. Him? Who paid him? The Browns, right? The Browns paid them majority. Both the Browns and the Texans. But I think the Browns paid the majority of the money, right? Well, well the Texans well, paid them the guaranteed majority. Right, right, yeah. right. But the salary this season, yeah, the Browns, Browns paid, paid for it, yeah. right. So, I mean, unless um, Trevor Simeon goes down and then Brock I, – I can see Brock Oscar coming in and playing well in for some reason. In front of Paxton Lynch? Well, I mean, oh, he's, he's a third-string quarterback. Oh, yeah, never mind. I don't know what he is. I think he's a third-string I think you're right. Well, I, I think, think at this string. point over there, Paxton Lynch is a failure because he was drafted in the first round. He's getting beat out by Trevor Simeon. Simeon drafted in the fourth round, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he, at this point, he's a failure there. But he's a rookie. He's, he's, it's his second year, right? No. I think it's his third I want to say it's his third, third year. Oh, the third year. I want to say it's his third year. But oh, either okay. way, he's a first-round draft pick who is competing against a non-first-round draft pick, so you would expect him to win that. And this is his second year competing against Trevor Simeon, and he couldn't beat him out. So it wouldn't surprise me in the in the depth chart if Brock Osweiler either passed him up or if Simeon did go down, they threw him Brock Osweiler instead of Lynch. Yeah. But that says a lot about those two quarterbacks, too, that you want to bring in Brock Osweiler back to into the fold. We're going to get you a jersey, man. Brock Osweiler. <laughs> so I can burn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so we got – who's playing Sunday night? The Cowboys and the Giants, right? Is that right? I don't know. Would there be a I don't, better? I don't, would, I, I don't follow the Cowboys you like were, that. You, if, you see your face like. If, <laughs> if you were an executive for a TV station, who else would you want to play? Well, during the Packers. Time? The Packers and the Texans would be a pretty good. T- if that was happening, that no, would probably be the best option. Happening. The Packers and Seahawks do play this weekend, though. They do. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. That's going to be a good one. I, I like the first week of the NFL because he will take into so much stock in these games. Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl now. All of a sudden. Oh, yeah. The Chiefs, the Chiefs are going to go to the Undefeated. Super Bowl right now. The Patriots are going to – they're just falling apart right now. So I really like the first week of the, the NFL season. Um, I can't wait for Texas to play. Even though it's against Jacksonville, we should easily win that game. Okay. We should easily win I'm that so game. I'm so glad you brought that up. So glad you brought that up. The, the last time that I checked, a little birdie told me the Texans were a five-point favorite. That's what – Vegas says. Mm-hmm. The way it works is you typically get three points because you're playing at home, and the game's here, right? So the odds makers believe the people that study this stuff and that are normally pretty accurate, normally minus the game last night, um, they only favor. They're only the difference in that game is only two points. So your boy Blake Bortles, I don't know. Maybe they know something we don't. Maybe Savage isn't the answer. Um, because if that if that game was supposed to be that easy with the defense and you know all the hype around around the Texans, I don't think that's a five point game. So I think we might want to just be ready. Well, the reason I say it should be an easy contest is because I think it's going to be an emotional game, right? The crowd's going to be into it based off everything that's happened around Houston and whatever. The defense is going to be hyped up, and I think we're going to have exceptional home field advantage. 
And I just think that's going to, I think that's where the extra two points comes into to play. <laughs> they decided to give me extra two points because everything that's happening. I really do think the Texas should win that game easily. I, Blake Bortles has not looked good at all in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just can't see the, the Texans losing that game. I just can't at home. If they lose that game at home, in whatever fashion that it happens, then I will be worried. And this is off of one game. I know I just said everybody what, like this. Falling. Yeah, but I will be worried a little bit. They lost that game. I agree with that. Texans should win the game handily. But the problem is anybody who watches the Texans at any point knows the offense is not very good. So it'll be a close game. But the way the Texans play every game is even when the game is close, you know that they're in control. So it'll be a three, four point game. I think the Vegas odds are close. It's going to be a close game. But I don't think there are going to be there's going to be any doubt that the Texans are going to win it throughout the game. I I hope you're right. I have Hopkins on a couple of my fantasy teams. So oh, you I got you got right. the fifth best wide receiver in the league, huh? Oh, you out your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I got Hopkins too in our in our league. I, I hope, hope Ro- he goes off. I hope Rogers does well for you this year. I hope he doesn't. I saw you draft him. I was like, let, let him have him. Let him have Rogers. <laughs> So then we, let's transition over to the, the Cowboys game. Cowboys, Giants. I'm really intrigued to see how Odell Beckham and Marshall are able to play together as wide receivers. I, I'm looking at this season to possibly be Eli Manning's best regular season. I think he has, with those wide receivers, he had a pretty good season. I think, where's the game he played at? In um, Dallas, Dallas or playing Dallas? Yes. Even if the, even yes, if the Giants win. Yeah. Is not going to mean anything. I think it means a lot. Dallas got spanked two times last season by the Giants. Spanked? Well, they they were they were they were spanked. It is, it is what it is. They were they weren't blowouts, but the Giants controlled the game. The Giants made them look pedestrian both times they played last season. Specifically, Dak Prescott. I think it's a big game for him if he goes out there and throws interceptions because his T-shirts everywhere now. Even in Houston, I can't. I love Dak, but I don't like seeing D4K down downtown. <laughs> like I don't want to see that. Um, but I think it's a big game for Dak, specifically because of how the Giants pressured him last season. Zeke had decent games against the Giants, but he wasn't great either. So I think for the Cowboys, it's a big game. It is. It's a. It's a. It's a statement game for the Cowboys, and I think the what they're going what they are going to come off of with today's decision about letting him, you know, Zeke play, I think they're going to be emotional. They got something to prove. Uh, Dax, two of his losses came against this team last year. I'm I'm really, really, really looking forward to it. We don't have, we don't have many excuses. Uh, the Giants are a good football team. They're a really good football team. But I've kind of, you know, tapered my, my expectations of them back a little bit. I think that they're going to have some chemistry issues, you know, coming in. As good as much money they spent defensively, I think they're going to. I think it's good that we get a chance to get them early. Uh, so hope we, hopefully we can pull a. We're favorites, but hopefully we can pull a, a Chiefs and knock them out. I doubt it. Yeah, the Chiefs. I said hopefully we can pull a Chiefs and knock them out like the Chiefs did the Patriots. Yeah, but Dallas is favorite to win the game though. Yeah, but like I told you, they get three points because they're at home. That's a given. And they're only a four-point favorite. So Vegas, odds makers are thinking this is just a one-point game. Yeah, it's so. a divisional game. The Giants always give the Cowboys a tough time. So I do I do see the Giants winning this game for some reason. Well, when we see each other again, I will show you why you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> Any other marquee games? Or is it the Green Bay Packers? That's going to be. And 
that will probably Seattle. That'll probably be one of the best games of the weekend. I think. Um, I, think I can that, see that. Not better than the playoff game, though. No, no, no. That was that was, that was one hell of a game. That, that, was, that, was, <laughs> that was a. They always play good playoff games, don't they? They play. They played a uh, playoff game the year before that too. That was pretty good. Almost too, right? all their games are good. Man. Regular season or playoffs, they just play each other really well. No, some of their regular season games were blowouts. Actually, Seattle blown. Yeah, blowout, yeah. Man. They were they were, they were blowout Green Bay. Yeah, it wasn't the one where you know the they catch? blew them out and then um, Rogers was like relax kind of thing. Was that the, was that the game or no? No, no, it wasn't. Him. You uh, you got several good games. I think people. Um, that Ravens and Bengals game is going to be a good one, even though people don't think it's going to be. It'll be competitive. It's not going to be like yeah, one of those where you yeah. see some marquee type stuff. I think it's going to be a. I think that's going to be a really good game. Your boy uh, Matthew Stafford um, taking on the Cardinals. That's going to be a really good game. I think the Lions going to be better than what people are giving them credit for. The Lions re- go to playoffs again this year. They have to win the division. They absolutely have to. They won't get in as a wild card, but they absolutely have to win. Who's the who's a, who's the biggest challenger in that division? Is it Minnesota or Minnesota? Minnesota's a better challenge than the Lions. I think they're right on the same level. It's 1A, 1B. I think with Minnesota, who's the quarterback there? Uh, Stafford. Oh, my God. Sam, what's, Sam oh, Bradford. 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 Sanford. Yeah, Bradford. That's why we don't know. Yeah. No. Uh, I think with Bradford there, it depends on how good Dalvin Cook is. Because we know that Minnesota defense is really good. They've been mm-hmm. good for a number of years now. But it depends on the quarterback play and also the help they can get with the running backs. I think it'll be close. I think they'll both challenge them. So you don't think Green Bay? Well, Green Bay is going to win it. Okay. But he said they have to win a division. He said the Detroit Lions have to win a division. They have to win the division to make the playoffs. Playoffs. That's what you think? Uh Uh-huh. They didn't win it last year. They they got got it in 9-7, I believe, last year. Something like that, yeah. To make it. I don't think that's going to cut it this year. Mm. I don't think that's going to cut it. Yeah. That's gonna be it's gonna be really really hard to that's gonna be hard to do. Uh, I think I, I mean the NFC the NFC East I mean could potentially take a couple of those playoff spots, which is gonna be hard hard for those teams. But this weekend's games, man, every it was hard for me, you know, to pick games this weekend. Um, as a little pool that I'm in, right? All those games are gonna be good. And, and it's interesting you mentioned that. Um, normally every season I do a survival pick. I was looking at all the games this week, and I'm really glad to pick the Patriots. I, I, I was I close him, to picking the Patriots. I gave him 16 confidence points in one of them. Ooh. 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 15 confidence points. I mean, but you yeah. should, though. They're in Foxborough. They're playing against the Chiefs. Yeah, I, the Chiefs, like I said last year, they, they didn't really beat anybody that they weren't supposed to beat or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. So I can see why you would do that. Yeah. That game, that game, told, like, I, have, I do daily fantasy. I didn't have Alex Smith. Or hunt in any of my lineups, and that just pissed me off. Oh, wow. Alex Smith threw four freaking touchdowns, yeah. three hundred yards passing, and I think he's only done that. I don't know how many times he's done that, but he hasn't done that a lot. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the NFL is just so up in the air. So like you never know what's going to happen they had with these players. Over and under on his completions at like twenty three and a half, wow. and I want to say like twenty eight or twenty nine. He like blew it out of the water, mm-hmm. and everybody was choosing under, 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 and he just he played out of his mind. Yeah, so even at the, had, go ahead. No, even if the game started, you didn't think it was going to be anything. You thought the Patriots might, you know, win this by two touchdowns or 10 points. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, after halftime, pretty much, when the Chiefs got the lead, you're like, oh, what's what's going on here? Yeah. And they, every time the Patriots went back and punched them in the mouth, they just punched them back. back. Yeah. But the Chargers, Broncos, that's going to be a good game. I think people are sleeping on the Chargers. I really think people are sleeping on the Chargers. I don't Chargers. think anybody's sleeping on them. 
almost every projection I see, they're projected to win the AFC West. They can. They easily can. I All actually, four of those teams could win now. I actually right? picked up. Uh, yeah, technically, I think yeah, so. Yeah, the Chargers are kind of like the Chiefs too, right? Like year after year, they seem to have the talent to be really good. It's almost like they, they play up to the level of their competition. Right. And, and be, until they do it, I can't really just see them winning um, their division also. Yeah. But there's really it's only Denver, maybe, and Kansas Oakland. City. Oakland, right? Oakland's in the division too, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oakland's a team that I, I think will win that division. That's just what I think personally. That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. But Adrian Peterson goes back to Minnesota Monday night, which is going to be interesting. I think that Drew Brees, and that'll be a good game as well. Um, but we're in for we're in for a treat this weekend. NFL they, that Raiders Titans game, mm-hmm. Carr versus Mariota. I mean, that's going to be. I don't know who I would take in that. They're, they are really big on, on Mariota and Titans. That's another team that I'm hearing a lot about. They're saying that that's a team that's going. Yeah, they're going. Look, they're scary. I think they really are scary. They have a, a lot of young talent. The defense seems to be getting better. Um, if Mariola can stay healthy, then that is the team that the Texans have to look out for. Because the Colts are going to be garbage. If, especially if um, Wilson doesn't come back healthy. Yeah. Andrew Luck. Jags. Jags are the Jags. So it's going to be a race between the Titans and the Texans. If, if Mariola didn't get hurt last year, you could argue that they would have won a division last year. So... Yeah. Hopefully the Texas win, though. You marked the tape when you just said the Jags are the Jags. <laughs> I want you to mark that. I'll to- mark it for you. Mm-hmm. When I come back here, what we do, Monday or Tuesday, and if they have lost, I might even talk about the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just let That's you do the whole podcast. You, you can talk Cowboys, 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 all you want throughout the whole podcast. Intro is going to be Jags are the Jags, Jags are the Jags. <laughs> So Super Bowl predictions, early, early, early Super Bowl predictions right now then. Y'all want me to go first? Ah, man. I thought long and hard about this. And the team I think that's going to end up representing the, the NFC is the Panthers. I'm very big on Cam Newton this season. I think he has a huge bounce back season. And that defense is already legit. But I think this is the first time in Cam's career where he has – a weapon on the offensive side that you have to watch in McCaffrey. Um, with that defense being as elite as they already are, and Cam Newton and the offense playing just a little better, I think they'll get to the Super Bowl. And for the AFC, as much as I would hate to see them, I, how can you pick against the Patriots? I don't know how you can do it. Maybe with the Chiefs after week one, but if I had to choose week one before the season starts, I'd say Panthers, Patriots, and then the Panthers get them. See the Panthers win the Super Bowl. I see Cam Newton, regular season MVP, MVP of the Super Bowl, Wheaties box, more commercials. <laughs> What's that? I'm yogurt? all in. I'm all, yogurt? in. I'm all in for Cam this season. Does he have a yogurt that he endorses? Yeah. I can't remember pretty, the name of the yogurt. That's pretty bold. Uh, they, they didn't even make the playoffs last year, did they? No, no. they didn't. Yeah. So they, they, were, they were last in the division, weren't they? <laughs> was, yeah, 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 it was a bad season. <laughs> but that yeah. division always up and fluctuates. Yeah. yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty bold prediction. But I think the Super Bowl, the NFL, America, the, it would break. I'm just <laughs> listen, listen. I think the Super Bowl that would break every single record 
ever given to Super Bowl, whether it be viewership, patronage, whatever, would be the Cowboys and the Patriots. I think that would be the Super Bowl that would be ideal. The Super Bowl that would be next to that is the Super Bowl that I think is what we'll see this year, which will be the Patriots and the Packers. I just really think, I mean, the Packers have been the bridesmaids too many times. And they, I mean, they're consistently winning and winning and winning. Um, the little running back that they have now to help complement Ty Montgomery, um, Jamal Williams. Uh, <clears throat> I don't see, I don't see them. I don't see them losing many games, man. I, I really don't. Um, you think about their division. I mean, if they walk, limp into the playoffs at 13 and three, um, 14 and two, they're going to home field advantage is going to go through Lambeau field. That's going to be tough. Um, same thing for New England. New England's going to play in an AFC East where they're going to rack up a bunch of wins. I think the Chiefs are going to battle it out in the AFC West and lose a couple games. They're going to have to go back to Foxborough and beat them again, uh, which I don't think is going to happen. And I think all the stars will align, and you'll see Packers and Patriots. Brady, 12 versus 12. Brady and Rodgers. I agree with the Packers. I think the Packers, they're, they're, they're going to Super Bowl this year. They've been, like you said, they've been so close year after year after year that I think they're going to finally break through this year and actually go to Surubo. And on the other side, I think there's another team that's kind of been that situation. They've been close year after year. That's the Steelers. I think they're going to actually break through this year and go to Super Bowl. They made some moves on defense. They picked up Joe Hayden from the, the Browns. He is a great man-to-man defender. And I think that's what killed them against the Patriots. They refused to play man-to-man against the Patriots, and they got destroyed. And I think their defense is going to be a lot better. And I think that's what we're looking at, the Steelers and the Packers. Super Bowl. That would be, oh. Are, are you going to give us the Super Bowl winners? No, no, no. That's the Super Bowl picks. <laughs> I gave y'all a winner. <laughs> I expect a winner. <laughs> well, I'll go ahead and say this just because the Packers. No. Packers win it. Uh, it doesn't. The Patriots are going to win Super Bowl again. I really think they're going to win. I said it before the season. I said after week one loss, I really think. Have they ever won a back to back before? Yeah. They have? Mm-hmm. 03 and 04. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, they're, okay. they're going to win again. I just I just don't. I get I don't. them confused with the Spurs sometimes. The Spurs never won a back to back. Never. Ever. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> ever. You hear that, Clem? Easy there. Easy. You hear that? <laughs> There's two things that two are really things. big. Today, for sure, Zeke getting Zeke. off. Getting off. I have to get get him off. <laughs> what do you mean getting off? The league suspended him per the league's policy for six games. And now a federal judge that has nothing to do with the NFL says, oh, no, that's not right. Can you imagine that happening at your workplace? So you get suspended at work. You're like, you know what? Suspended. <laughs> you go to a judge that says, the judge comes on and says, no. By the way, he's not suspended. He can go back to work. It doesn't really happen anywhere else, but the NFL doesn't have their story straight, so there are different issues. I actually read the entire opinion by the judge, and the biggest thing that he pointed out, and I agree with, Ezekiel Elliott is there. There's an arbitration. He doesn't get a chance to interview Roger Goodell, the person levying his suspension, and the accuser, I think her name is, the last name is Thomas, couldn't interview. He couldn't talk to her either. So can you imagine getting called to the principal's office and they say, hey, you picked a fight with Bobby. And you're like, okay, let me talk to Bobby. Oh, no, Bobby's not available. <laughs> you yeah. can't defend yourself. Exactly. Right? The NFL got it all wrong. Right. They, did. They, they botched this. They really, really botched this investigation. Um, and how can you 
to, for the due process of the law to carry, I know that's the NFL. It's a, they have they have they have their own rules and stuff like that. But when one person is in charge of making or or giving the discipline to all these players, and if, especially if he's not accessible, I mean, it's just not right. I, I mean, the, the NFL really needs to rethink that. And it doesn't matter if this was Ezekiel Elliott or if this was Le'Veon Bell or if this was Vontez Burfick. It wouldn't matter who this was. In this situation here, it's what's right is right. For him to be literally being punished without being charged criminally for anything, these are just accusations that they can't even quantify by by talking with anybody or coming forward and saying, yeah, this is what it is. Like, that's just not right. It doesn't matter who you play. If you play for the Texans, I'd be on his side right now. Really? Um, yeah, because it's not right. It's not right. I don't think it's right. I, this is all a product of the Ray Rice situation, right? They kind of went underboard with it at first. When it first came out, mm. they suspended him for two games. Then the footage came out. They're like, oh, people were in the uproar, which people are still in uproar about the Ezekiel Elliott situation. But now what the league is doing is they're going overboard right off the bat. They might even already know the process. They, they know he's going to play the rest of the year. They're going to get more information in. And then once information comes in, then they'll hand down a, a correct punishment. But they want to make sure they go overboard initially. So there isn't an uproar because they don't know what's ha- they don't really know ex- exactly what happened. They don't know if there's anything out there. Like we t- talked about this before. Yeah. They don't know if there's anything out there, any other footage that might incriminate um, Ezekiel Elliott more. So what would, you, what would you do, though? If you were the NFL, what would you do? You would just. Well, the problem is that with the NFL and the judge pointed out, you have to have a fair process. You can't call somebody through the principal's office and not show them the evidence you have against them. It just it doesn't work as a child. It doesn't work when you're in high school. It doesn't work when you're an adult. How would it work in a professional so field you, with athletes? You think he shouldn't have been suspended at all? No, I think he could have been suspended, but just show us what you have. Right? Is it, the difference between this, everybody keeps bringing a deflate gate. The NFL said, hey, Brady, show us the evidence. And Brady said, nah, I'm going to destroy the phone. And he broke it. Right? <laughs> With Ezekiel Elliott, it's different. Ezekiel Elliott's saying, okay, show me what you have. And the NFL says, oh, no, you're just suspended for six games. It doesn't make sense. It's not. It's fundamentally unfair. Well, this is not Ezekiel Elliott's first rodeo, right? You like that cowboy rodeo? It's not his first rodeo, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so... He has had problems before this, right? So when this, when the NFL heard about this, they may have just thought, you know what? We're going to suspend you this amount of games. And then whatever comes out, comes out. If it was his first incident, then maybe they will, they will let it, you know, everything go through the process, the investigation, and see what comes out then. But it's not his first incident. There are other things that have happened before this. I'm not really trying to defend him or anything like that. I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate and, you know, seeing what the NFL might have saw in that and, position. But the, with that, therein lies the problem, though, because the the policy isn't an accumulation of things. It's for what we're talking about now, the potential domestic violence that occurred. That's it. That's what he's getting the six games for. You can't pile on other things and add that to the six games. Are you sure you can't pile on other things? No. The NFL doesn't. Well, they, well, they do. <laughs> they but. do, right? <laughs> I mean, you've got to, you know, especially with the, the NFL, we we'll always talk about what's that What's that word you use when the NFL? Their perception, yeah. right? They want to make sure that their players are doing the right thing and they're doing right by the shield. And if they're not doing that, they're going to lay the hammer down. It's just that plain and simple. Right. But what happened What happened with Tom Brady? What happened with Deflategate? What happened? So 
he got to play. He got to play the following season. Yes. He under the appeal process because they they had to get their stuff together. Even though they feel like he broke his phone and instructed people to. He should have been suspended. Right. That's, okay. So I, I don't think he should have been suspended for the football. For the football. Stuff. I don't think it's, that's, like it's a football thing. No, they beat every the crap team out of the Colts. It, like <laughs> oh it, yeah, the football had nothing to do with that. <laughs> but he, but I think what's fair is fair. But. What bothers me is the way that the NFL goes about doing business. And Roger Goodell feels like he's the godfather or he's just untouchable. Uh, the news that came out with, you know, I, I think there's a couple of teams that you could make an example of. And those teams are the Patriots, the Cowboys. The Texans? No. No one hates the Texans <laughs> except Cowboys fans. Nobody else. No one else outside of Texas even knows the Texans. They, That's because we have, we have role model players. They can't name anybody other than J.J. Watt. No one outside of Texas could name you five players on the Texans roster. Deshaun Watson? No. No. Watt. I'm saying outside of Texas. Arian Foster? Oh, he's not, he's not playing anymore. <laughs> God bless him. Uh, <laughs> but... If you want to make an example out of a team, you make an example out of the Patriots. And if you get a chance to do it out of the Cowboys, you make it out of the Cowboys. But, you know, with the stuff that came down with the whole Josh Brown thing, like you, you mentioned overcorrection or maybe, you know, erring on erring on the side of caution. They should have learned their lesson with Ray Rice. But Ray Rice had some physical video evidence of, I mean, something horrific that happened. Josh Brown really didn't have that. He got one game. And he came on TV and admitted how many times he was responsible for doing committing um, domestic violence and alcohol, everything, one game. So now the NFL decides to uphold Ezekiel Elliott's suspension, okay, because he plays for the Dallas Cowboys. And today, a, a year later, they come out and say, or two years later, they come out and say, Josh Brown, you know what, by the way, I know you're not in the NFL. I know you're 37, 38-year-old kicker, but we're going to suspend you six games too. He's not even playing. <laughs> What would make you want to do that right now? Like they got it all wrong. They 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 butchered this like they did the OJ case. Like they really messed this up. They- I do want to be clear though. Everybody gets mad at the power Roger Goodell has, but the players, you agreed to this, right? right? The NFLPA, you agreed to this, which is why eventually Ezekiel Elliott is going to be suspended. Whether it's later on this season or next season, he's going to be suspended because when it goes before a judge who's not just the, the order that was out today was just a stop. Right. So he wasn't saying Ezekiel Elliott did not. He's not exonerated. Yeah, exactly. You didn't commit a domestic violence. We're not saying the NFL. We're just saying the NFL's process is unfair. That's all he's saying. But when it goes to a judge who's going to hear the case, the judge is going to say, OK. Did you both sides agree to this? They did. Did you agree to Roger Goodell having this power? Oh, guess what? You did. So Ezekiel Elliott is going to be suspended. Maybe maybe knock off a game or two. Maybe. But they don't have to because the players agreed to this. Now, in 2022, I think is when the collective bargain agreement comes up again. Yeah, there should be some fighting because this process is patently unfair. But the problem is the players agreed to this. Right. And we've seen this. I mean, it happened with Adrian Peterson. He drugged this out as long as he possibly could, you know. And so I agree. He will probably be suspended. And it's for the the damage he's done to the reputation of them trying to protect that shield that, that you talk about. But I just don't think it's fair. I really don't think it's fair uh, for, I mean, there's people who have done, I mean, proven have done things violated the substance abuse policies um, from drinking and driving to all. And it's proven court of law, court records, court, everything. And this man here is just sitting out there just like, come on, that wouldn't be fair. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't be fair. So um, 
if he did that and there's evidence showing that he did that, show it. I mean, show it to us as fans because I don't, I wouldn't tolerate that as a fan. I mean, I, I would, that would break my heart if he really did some of that stuff. But if you got the evidence, prove it. But until then, I mean, this reminds me of like the whole Duke lacrosse story and mm. all these other things where we all rush to judgment. Uh, the lucky white head. Lucky white head. He got cut again. He got cut again. There was an there was an episode. Trey. All of our podcast. It was Trey. You need to no, it wasn't. It was Trey. It was 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 Trey. You guys. (laughs) They were killing Lucky Whitehead. And then the next episode. Oh my bad. (laughs) Nothing else. I was an accomplice. That's all I was. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I think we get a chance to do that because we we think we believe everything that's out there, and unfortunately, we rush to judgment sometimes, like the gas shortage. <laughs> you know, can't believe everything we hear. Yeah, I mean, look, playing devil's advocate again. If I'm the NFL, right, the whole Ray Rice incident was a stain on the league. It really was. And so, whenever you hear domestic violence in any particular player, now I do agree with you because he's a cowboy. That enhances it even more because that's supposed to be America's team or whatever. It is. So. Not only are you staining the the shield, you're staining America's team. We're going to drop the hammer down on you. And I, I do think it would have been different if Ezekiel Elliott was just a exceptional role model before he got into the league. I don't think it would have been as, as big of a deal as it is now. But because of other instances that have happened before this. Like Joe Mixon? But what has he gotten into recently now, though? I mean... And then, like you said, where does he play? I don't even know where he plays. The, the, the you know, we know about the Cowboys. Yeah, right. Mixing, mixing plays with the Bengals. Yeah, no one, no one cares about the Bengals. The Bengals yeah. have, you know, people on their team that commit crimes every day. <laughs> so <laughs> no one cares. No one cares about them. But on the Cowboys side, they want to make sure that yeah. they drop the hammer down. I didn't mean that about the Cincinnati Bengals. They have some model senses there. I don't want to mean every everybody on that team. But you know. Just playing devil's advocate. No, the NFL is going to try and do something to stop this stuff from happening. Like every year is something. Yeah. And Zeke has got to learn his lesson too. He's got to mature. I mean, I think Des Bryant said it as well. Like you got to mature. He's got to understand where he's at. And, you know, running backs, as we were talking pre-show, they, their life in this league isn't very long. They're, they don't have a long lifespan. So they've got to be able to to make the most out of that um, because they don't they don't get many shots at this. They really don't. So. Uh, I'm hoping that, you know, they don't change their mind and make this happen during the playoffs. I hope it's something that can prolong and at least let him play until they do their due diligence and provide the evidence needed. Because if he's guilty, he's guilty. He right. should serve the the punishment for him. But if he's not, he needs to be out there scoring touchdowns. I mean, if he did get suspended in the middle of the season, it would be such a bad thing, right? I have Jeremy McFadden on my fantasy football team. So, you know, it wouldn't be that bad. You still have. You should have dropped him as soon as you heard the news. No, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait it out. I'm going to wait out and see what happens. You're like my boy who drafted Julian Edelman because he didn't know he was hurt. He still hasn't dropped him. But Julian Edelman might come back. <laughs> <laughs> I, but, you know, I got Chris Hogan instead of getting an, an Amendola. He's, if you watch the game, he's basically taking Julian Edelman's spot. But Amendola? He might get, yeah, Amendola. Yeah. But he's going to get hurt, too. He's already been hurt, right, in the yeah, last game. So he got hurt. I think he had a concussion. It's a product of the Woodlands. Yeah. Amendola. I didn't yeah. know that. Yep. From the Woodlands. Texas Tech. Yeah, but no, just think about this this whole McFadden thing. <laughs> what he can do for my football team? <laughs> Not a darn thing. Not Behind the offensive thing. line, man, I could run back there and produce. You know, I know, I know we've been talking um, a lot of football, but 
What's up with uh, baseball? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> What's up with your boy Tillman? Tillman? Buying the Rockets. Oh. I I didn't pay much attention to that when it happened, honestly. You don't think that was $2.2 billion? Well, I know it's the, the highest it was the highest paid for any um, NBA franchise, right? Yeah. yeah. But after that, I was like, okay. We have I, a new owner. I, I wouldn't blame him for getting rid of the Rockets either. Getting rid of the Rockets? Yeah. Get it while, sell it while you can. But allegedly, I guess he got outbid for the Rockets a long time ago uh, mm. when their current owner. Yeah. And now, but it was like $840,000 or something like that. He was outbid, I think, about, it was something a little less than $4 million. Yeah. And now he's paying billions with yeah. a B for mm. it. Um, but uh, good for the city. Uh, mm-hmm. Good for the city that somebody that's going to It's be a good organization, though, too, right? The Rockets are a premier organization. Yes. What is what is wrong with Trey? <laughs> the listeners can't see what he's doing, but it's almost like he, it's almost he got bit by a zombie and he was turning into one or something. Wait a minute. Let's start it all over again. I said it's good for the city. And then you said the Rockets are a what? A premier organization. So you have you have the Knicks, right? As, as garbage as they are. That's a premier organization right there. Right? We were talking in terms of how much they're worth. Are we talking how much? How much they're worth? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're talking about how the organization was run. No, 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 no. Even how the Rockets are run, they they are a premier organization also in that aspect too. Okay. They're well run. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The only the only two organizations I can think of that are clear cut that you want to buy over the Rockets are the Knicks or the Lakers. Clear cut. You said that just because you know that would no, t- I'm just, uh, temper me down a little bit. But what other organization are you thinking of besides the Knicks or the Lakers? Okay, so you like to mention there's levels to this, right? There's t- there's, yeah. <laughs> there's level to this. No, no, no. Th- 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 those, right? those are those you know those two organizations. It's not just that they're they are also premier organizations okay. as well, but it's just those two. The so, Celtics. The Celtics also yes. The Celtics. I mean the Celtics yes. I'll put them in that category as well. Again, but what are we talking about? We're talking about in terms of worth. They're worth. I mean, I'm talking about because the Rockets are up there when it's worth. Worth. But what are we talking about? Everything. I'm talking about everything. Pretty much, you put it in a package, and everything. Everything is there for you to take. If it's just no, it's everything. Okay, if it's everything, the Rockets are a premier organization. Yeah, I mean, well, let's. I think they're (laughs) premier. They were. They just were bought out for. The highest amount in NBA history. Just barely more than what Steve Ballmer played for the Clippers. And Clippers because that's L.A., though. That's, that's L.A. LA. That's, that's L.A. LA. And, and, and the Clippers are terrible. But it doesn't matter, doesn't though. doesn't matter, though. It's, They're it's, in L.A. It's L.A. That's that's the point. I understand that. But they haven't won any. The Rockets have won more than the Clippers, for crying out loud. And they got paid more barely, for the organization. Barely. Barely. Okay, so you talk about the Celtics, you talk about the Knicks, and all the Lakers. Those they're are level the, one. Those are the those are the those are the Yankees, the Patriots, the right, Cowboys. The, right, right, right. Yeah, right. The Rockets are the next. Yeah, team. Right, they're there. the next team. Yeah, they're they're the next category of teams. The next category. Yeah, the next team. category. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, because they're not they're not the Milwaukee Bucks. They're not. So the how do you know what I was talking about when I said premier? You just but, automatically because <laughs> they, because there's premier that would be. The Lakers, Knicks, Celtics. When you're speaking of organizations, but well, I'm talking the Rockets right now. I know we're close to that. I'm talking right now. Awesome. The Rockets are a premier organization, and I'm I'm talking about everything. Yeah, the way are. the way the Knicks are run is garbage. The Lakers are not that good. The Celtics are now just getting back into the fold as being competitive. 
The Rockets are there. They're competitive as long as Harden is on that team. They're going to be competitive year by year. They're a premier organization. Oh, they are. If, if, if you're going to count the top five organizations, and that's including how much they're worth and their play on and off the court, and specifically with the owner the Rockets have now, who I think is going to be Mark Cuban-esque. If any, everybody around the city kind of knows who he is. He's kind of an eccentric person. So he's going to be Mark Cuban-esque. But like you said, Lakers, Celtics, I mean, Knicks. what Knicks? What other team are you going to put there? You're going to put the Rockets? No. You're going to put the Nets? According, I mean, <laughs> according to Forbes in 2016, the top 10 most valuable teams in the NBA, Knicks, Lakers, Bulls, Celtics, Clippers, Warriors, Nets, then the Rockets. I forgot about the Warriors. <laughs> the, the, the Warriors, I mean, the no, Warriors, but, the, but still though. So you think the Warriors are a premier organization? No, that would be uh, organization. You think the Bulls are a premier organization? There's three. There's three. Okay, and so in the next in the next class, the Warriors and the Rockets are in the same class to me as far as organization rise. The Warriors, if you put the Bulls there, the Bulls are ahead of the I didn't put the, the Bulls there. I'm just saying, you, you brought it up, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm just I'm going based on what you're saying. Because the Bulls, the Bulls are a premier organization, too, as well, I, I guess. In Chicago, with the amount of championships they've won, their legacy out there with Jordan, they're you premier also. You can't. You, I think you're using that term a little too loosely. Because I think you've got the Knicks and the Lakers, and then you really got everybody else. Celtics, the Celtics, Celtics. maybe. No, the nostalgia. Celtics are there. The Celtics are but there. But then you got it. Then you got everybody else. But you got you got to also take it to hand. We're saying those teams because we're old enough to know what they've done, right? Also, True. some people, some people, you ask people of this generation, who's the best run organization or most premier organization in the league right now? They might say the Warriors. Some but might say the Bulls because they know the Warriors. Though, right, right, right now, now right now, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Though, right now, the Rockets are a part of that that group. Right now. I think I know what happened here. We fell into a Trey trap. (laughs) This is Trey coming out and basically, you know, the Lakers are the number one premier. They are. (laughs) That's not. I'm not making that up. No, but the Lakers. If you want to buy a franchise right now, right now, some people might shy away from the Knicks just because they're garbage, right? No, initially, I I would not. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying some people would. Why? I would never shy away from that. So you have the Knicks. The Lakers and the Celtics, no matter how good or bad they are, people are going to want to buy those franchises because of their legacy, right? And location. And location, right? That's what it is. Okay, fine. The, the, the just, just the value for some of these organizations, what they would go for, just tell you, just Knicks, $3.3 billion. The Lakers, $3 billion. The Warriors, $2.6 billion. Keep going down the list. Um, the Nets at 1.8. They listed the Rockets at 1.6 billion but they didn't go for 1.6 billion exactly they went for 2.2 so if you want to add another you know 600 million dollars to these other organizations you're talking about getting the knicks for four billion dollars that's not the same level that's not the same level for what they're worth if we're looking at if you if you want to equate this to stocks or if you want to equate it to equity or whatever you want to it's not even close they're about they're worth about Little less than half of what the the Knicks would go for, but that's not anything to do with how the organization is run. It's literally location. That's all that is. It's location. I think it has a little bit more to do. With no, that. it's just no, location. I, I, I think it's location, and it has to do with the history of that franchise. Absolutely, also, the fan base, York, the following history. At no, this point, for well, how many no, no, years? And that's the point it's, I'm making. That's all also about the, that's all the point I'm making. Is also, I, I, I'm limiting this point though. The reason why the Nets are worth more is because of location. 
The Nets don't have any right. history. It's they all locations. They don't, but that all but goes. But add that into the the Knicks, the the more premier organization out of those two teams. Of course, it's going to be way higher. I think if the Rockets, the actual brand Rockets, with all of its history, are the San Antonio Spurs a premier organization? They're a premier organization, not value wise. No, but that's because of what they've done, their history, not because of their location. <laughs> hey, what you saying not, about San Antonio, not the, not homie? Not the Back proof. up, homie. <laughs> Back up. I, I already knew he was Back up, Charles Barkley. <laughs> All I'm saying is if you're if you're thinking about New York or San Antonio, it's New York. LA, San Antonio, Chicago, San Antonio. No one brings up San Antonio as a hot place to go or anything like that. The reason why they're a premier organization is because of their history. Because of their legacy. They've but, won championships. But they're not a premier organization. They're, they're, Trey just said they're a no, premier they're organization. No, they're not. They run really well, but they're not a premier organization. Why, right now. Why would you right spend now in 2017, $2 billion to buy the Spurs? 2017, I would put San Antonio as being a premier organization. That's about what everything intertwined. Not just location. That's about the history behind the team as well. They're a premier organization. Let me ask you this question. If they're a premier organization, out of all the teams we've listed, Rockets, Knicks, Celtics, Lakers, would you buy the Spurs over any of those organizations and live in San Antonio? Because hey, that's what it's you about. Better stop about <laughs> you better stop talking about my town. Hey, man, as much as you poo-poo on San Antonio and Houston, for that matter, podcast by podcast, give us this one at least. But like I said, it's just, it's just based off of the history of that franchise. I, I would not pick San Antonio over New York or L.A., or even Houston for that matter. But it's it's because of the history of the franchise. That's why in 2017, I think they're a premier organization. That's you kinda want you want to debate against it. Value-wise, value I mean, I don't know. I don't know that I, I wouldn't pay 2.2 billion for the Rockets. I don't think I don't think they're worth that amount of money. I, so I where is San Antonio on that list? Was San Antonio on that list at all? In yeah, the in the San amount Antonio, that Yeah, San Antonio was the Rockets are at 1.6 and the San Antonio is at 1.1. Okay. So for market value, I mean, at, I mean, the Spurs are going for just under one point. So how, how long billion. can New York Knicks be garbage before they're not a premier organization anymore? This, Forever. This is the Forever. thing. This is the thing. You know, from living on the West Coast and traveling up and down the West Coast in the United, in the United States, I can't honestly say that I've run into anybody outside of San Antonio that hates the Rockets. Anybody. Nobody hates the Rockets. Okay? I think there's more people in Houston that hates the Rockets than people outside of Houston. The Knicks, by the, on the other hand, they haven't even won anything. They haven't even been relevant. And people can't stand the Knicks, whether it's for Spike Lee, whether it's for their history, whether it's for just them being great. It's kind of like why people hate the Yankees. There's no reason. There's people who don't even like baseball that hate the Yankees just because they're great or they were great. Um, people can't stand it's either you either like the Lakers or you hate the Lakers, period. There's really no in but it's no there's not many people who are just oh the Lakers are okay. It's not really like that. Um the Bulls, people got sick and tired of the Bulls winning all the time. The Celtics, it's the same way. People you like them, you hate them. You like me, I like Isaiah Thomas and the story and you know what happened with him last year and how he was able to overcome it. But for the most part, people love or hate those teams. The Rockets are and the Spurs or the Rockets especially are one of those teams that are just like they're good guys. Like they're not really bad. They, I mean, that's hates true. Them. I I hear you. But if you go overseas, and I'm not just talking China, I'm talking Africa, Asia, Europe. A lot of these fans don't know who the Celtics are. They don't. They know the Rockets. 
I'll be like, oh, I know who the Rockets are, but they won't know the Celtics. That's one of the teams we kept talking about listing. I mean, as far as their history, yeah, you can call them premier, but I wouldn't even – I put the Rockets above them. Yeah, the Rockets, I think it's part – the reason you said that is because of players like Hakeem Olajuwon, Yao Ming. That's my point, though. Yeah, right. the, 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 the Rockets organization doesn't just – it's not just a Houston right. thing or even American thing. It's global. Way, it's global. That's yeah. why it's worth so much. Yeah. It is. And Yao Ming, obviously, but, with Asia was huge, right? Right. He was huge. I, I but like I said, I put everything into it, uh, into the same category as far as organization is concerned. So the Patriots are a premier organization too, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So the Boston Celtics are, the Boston Red Sox are also Absolutely. premier organization. And that's because of their history too, though, right? Right. But I, but if, if, if I was going to say, I can't put, I can't put the, me personally, I can't put, oh, I can't even believe I'm going to say this. I can't put, <laughs> I can't put the Spurs and the Rockets in the same category. As a baseball, I'm sorry, as a basketball fan and a purist, I don't think they're in the same category. So if the Spurs are premier, the Rockets can't be. And if the, if the Rockets are premier, then the Spurs have to be elite. Like, it's, there's got to be a different – they're not on the same well, level. Well, like I said, it's, it's, it's like a ranking, right? Right. You have different categories. You have legacy. You have location. Then you have all these other categories. When you formulate that, the Rockets are on the same level with San Antonio. That's just how I feel. Mm, that's a good one. That's a good question, and and I put like I said, I'm putting everything in the same. Like you talking about this location, New York, Boston, L.A. I might even put Chicago in that in that also, for the location wise, and that's it. No other city comes close. Right, it just doesn't. Yeah, you're absolutely. And you're and absolutely. Miami at a certain Golden point, Golden State's time, pretty close to that. Yeah, but, I they, mean, that's, but that's also that's because of their recent success. Before that, before Golden State was the Warriors. No one even thought about going to Golden State. Now, all of a sudden, they look a little bit better that they're winning. Same thing with Miami. When LeBron went to Miami with Dwayne Wade, you know, everybody wanted to go to Miami now. Like, Miami is a pure location. So, I think all those things kind of go hand in hand when I say a premier organization. All those things go hand in hand. And that's – it's funny you say that because in that list, it was New York, Lake – it was the Knicks, Lakers, Warriors, Bulls, Celtics, Clippers, Nets, Rockets, Mavericks, Heat, Cavs. Spurs, Raptors. Yeah. So same I mean, thing with Cleveland. But when LeBron leaves, but see that's not that's not location. It's not. That's definitely absolutely not Absolutely not. That should be just LeBron. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> solely <laughs> LeBron. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So I just thought I just thought that was I thought it was good for the city. I mean, understanding what Fertitas did, I didn't know his history. Uh, I know of Fertitas in Vegas, but I didn't know Fertitas here and what he had done and mm. you know, injuries. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody Houston knows about him. Yeah, I, I know we didn't talk. I mentioned a little bit earlier, but he really is like Mark Cuban. He's not going to be less. Remember, I think it was this season where Les got up during the game. Mm. That's going to be the norm with him. Right. I mean, he's always at the games. Let's be real. He's been always been in the front row. But now that he's an owner, I think he's going to walk awesome. with a little stride a little bit. That's I just, think it'll help us out a little bit. That's just good. To, that's yeah. good to hear because I mean, I think if, I mean, especially for a town that I live in, I don't. I mean, I talk trash about. You know the Texans and Rock, but I support them, um, and I'll, con- I'll always do that, especially since I live here. But you gotta I, support your side chick, right? I always, always keep her happy. Uh, <laughs> you don't want her to tell the wife. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought that it was. I just thought it was the timing behind it wasn't. I mean, they there wasn't a better timing, especially with what we're going through as a city with uh, Harvey and everything else. But. I just think it's going to, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a really good thing for the city. And um, I wasn't trying to bad talk the Rockets, but I just thought, you know, I, I just didn't see, there was nothing that led me to believe with everything that's going on and with the 
impending free agents and how the team's getting ready to go. I mean, you're talking about striking while the iron's hot or getting the most out of it. Like yeah. when you buy, you know, you buy low and sell high. Like that's he did the right thing. He did the right thing. Yeah. So let's say LeBron comes to Houston. Are the Rockets a premier organization after that? No. <laughs> if he would have got LeBron three years ago, yeah. But old no. LeBron. Anytime old LeBron, LeBron goes anywhere. Ball headed LeBron. Like, no. <laughs> no. Hey, ball headed LeBron gonna be a beast. LeBron James. Once just, he cuts all that hair off, he's not gonna he's not gonna care about LeBron, anything. If LeBron goes to LA next season, I'm gonna bring this back up. Bring ball it up. LeBron. But we're already elite. We're already elite. We're already a lead organization. Oh, speaking of the Lakers, I want to talk about this Uh-oh. also. This tampering thing that Magic Johnson that got slap into. on the wrist we got. How much was it? Five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Magic was like, okay, <laughs> this and he didn't even get the he didn't get the fall for it. Polinka got it. Yeah, no, but that wasn't. right. I mean, for what he said and what they, but then that was another one being you know, law legally what mm-hmm. they did. I mean, you well, can, no, I don't see. I'm personally, I don't understand it. What exactly tampering is? You talk to a player. I think it's with Paul George, right? Right. Yeah. What he what happened? They talked to Paul George about coming to L.A. or what exactly? Or alluded to it, saying that they wanted him and yeah. stuff like that. And he said it on TV twice. You cannot do that. Yeah. So players can do it though. Draymond Green can talk to Kevin Durant. Yeah. Um. Uh, Westbrook can talk to Paul George. Yeah. Uh, Carden can pa- talk to Chris Paul, but. Upper management people can't talk to players. And, yeah. you, and you hear okay. Daryl Morey allude to this all the time. So Daryl Morey loves giving interviews because he can, he can speak pretty well. And it goes on there and they say, what do you think about this player? And he says, I don't really know about this player, but I bet you Harden will have an opinion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it doesn't surprise me with these GMs. They probably go to their star player and say, pitch him this way and this is how you pitch him. Because even when the Rockets got Chris Paul, he had to opt in. Where somebody had to have that conversation with him before he did it. Right. Right, well, right. I don't think he came to that conclusion by himself. Somebody right. must have come to him, Harden or somebody else, saying, "Okay, this is how you do it. And this is how you opt in." I love Harden, but I don't think he's thinking at that <laughs> level, saying, "Why don't you opt in so that way we can make some trades?" Well, you know, he yeah. goes to the club a lot. He might have used that negotiation okay, skills true. there with that the players. True. Goes to what so, club? You know the clubs. Uh, I, you know, Chris you Paul. Know the clubs I'm talking about. No, I'm talking about oh, Harden. 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 Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody. When uh, I say club with James Harden, everybody knows what I'm talking about. Oh, okay, yes, <laughs> yeah. But my thing is, I've always asked this: like this whole tampering thing. I mean, when when free agency starts at midnight and you've got a contract signed at twelve fifteen a.m., come on, like, how does that? How are you? How do you have these meetings scheduled and all sorts of type of stuff if that's not tampering? Like, I don't. I don't get it. So I think that's another case back to what we're talking with Goodell. Like those are those gray areas or those loopholes within the system. And right, right. If it wasn't the, once again, it was the Lakers, a premier organization. They're gonna slap them on the wrist. They're gonna make an example out of them so everybody else stops. But when Paul George comes out and says, you know, I think I might want to go there. It's my hometown because he never came out and said it. But Jimmy Kimmel asked him, and they played the interview. So, you know, it's L.A. It's my hometown. I would always, you know, it's been a childhood dream of mine to play for them. Like, right. Then it's like, come on. And then the Pacers just got screwed. And so now they just went snitching like the Colts did. <laughs> on Brady. <laughs> just you know, snitching, no, no, dry snitching. No one ever talks about that. But the Colts sure did they snitch. snitch. They got their butts whooped. They're like, you know what? <laughs> Tell somebody about this. <laughs> they were the flame balls, man. That's the reason we lost so bad. They beat us by 30. If, we, if those balls wouldn't have been flat, oh, we would have won. Yeah, God. right. Andrew Luck doing the same thing on the other side. <laughs> Oh yeah, gosh, that's y'all, funny. Y'all give Indiana a break. They've had it hard. They they've man. had it hard. Man, man. you talking about going from sugar to 
you know what? Yeah. Oh, they Super were they NXT. were the team. I know. After that season, when they got blown out, people were like, "Okay, this is their year. They're yeah. gonna go to the Super Bowl this, this next year." And ever since then, it's been downhill. Yeah. You know, I don't know if Andrew Luck is ever gonna be the Andrew Luck of old. <sighs> I don't know. Some we didn't we have this conversation already? Did we about Andrew Luck? We did. We did. It's been so long. I don't remember these <laughs> things. You know. <laughs> yeah. So what do we say? We we said that he's not going to be the Andrew Luck of older. Well, some people think Andrew Luck doesn't have a chance to be elite. I don't see that. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, he's. Not- oh, so you said he wasn't elite. I said that. I don't remember. I don't. I honestly don't remember. He, I said that. he's not elite compared to Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. We had that whole. So we're the, like I, like I also around the, the word premier. He's more elite than his boy Stafford. Oh, yes. Now it's all coming back to me. <laughs> Andrew Luck is a better quarterback than Matthew Stafford. Yes. Now I remember this, now. Th- th- we talked about this. This was not during the pro- I know, podcast. I know. We talked about this. That's why I was losing. Like, we talked about this? Yeah. You know, my memory is a shot. I don't know what's going on. My memory. According, according to these two gentlemen here, uh, Matthew Stafford is a below average quarterback. Cause he's getting paid I more. I keep naming other quarterbacks. He's, he's getting paid the most for a reason. I keep naming other quarterbacks and, oh, no, he's not better than him. I mean, Matthew Matthew Stafford is an above average quarterback. That's all. Oh, that was the the original debate. Is Matthew Stafford an above average quarterback? So that would mean there's 32 starting quarterbacks in the league, right? What what did T.O.'s um, assistant say when he got in trouble? She says there's 80 million reasons why. (laughs) However much Matthew Stafford is being paid, there's 100 million reasons why he's an above average quarterback. Above average would be what? Top 15? So top fifteen would be average. No, how many teams to, are there? Thirty-two. They're thirty-two. Yeah. So he has to be at least top fifteen to be above average. Yeah, yeah. I, I so so for well, I don't look at it that way. So how, sixteen how you, below or below average? Yeah, sixteen below or below average. Okay, listen, or seventeen and below. Seventeen below, 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 below average. Yeah. Then what's average? So for me, probably twelve to sixteen is, is average. Is around average. Yeah, well, okay, let's just name the quarterbacks. So you think Matthew Stafford is an Above average quarterback. Is Jameis Winston above average right now? No. Love him, but not yet. He's average. So so we'd have to say top 10, top 10 would be above average because everybody, 10, 11 to 16 would be average. Okay. Man, that's a difficult debate to have. Really, it, it kind of is. Because Matthew Stafford, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, he's in the same category with, with quarterbacks like um, Andy Dalton, <clears throat> Jay Cutler. No, 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 no. Because they both done the same no, things. No, 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 no. That's Andy Dalton's actually been in more playoff <laughs> That's a crime. That's Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is. A crime. At- what does JJ Watt call him? The Red Pistol. <laughs> 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 That's a crime. Get out of here. But that's what I think of when I think of Matthew Stafford. He hasn't done. You know how I am about playoff appearances, right? Playoffs. <laughs> he has no significant playoff wins whatsoever. Matthew Stafford. Okay, so. I would put him in the same category with Andy well, Dalton. He should have one of the Cowboys and then get Stop cheated. Stop it. In the game. Stop it. Okay. Just put that out there. Andy Dalton never had a chance to win a playoff game. Yes, he has. He's had a couple of chances to win playoff games, actually. He has. I mean, I just see them as being in the same category. Andy Dalton is an average quarterback. That's what I think. Russell Wilson is. If, if, if Andy Dalton's average, he's the last average quarterback. He's the cutoff between average and below average. But it doesn't even matter because Matthew no, you're right. Stafford, you're right. Matthew Stafford is above average, right? In my oh, okay, so, so okay, so there's elite mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger, 
Rodgers, Tom Brady, right? Breeze. Breeze. Those four quarterbacks for sure are elite quarterbacks. So then what's the next category? Above average quarterback. Above average those, quarterback. Those would be above average, yeah. Really? It just goes, so, from, it just goes from elite, not to good, but from elite <laughs> to above average. You see what I'm saying? So, I mean, so I was, while we were doing this, I was just sitting here trying to see if I could count 10 quarterbacks better. Even if it's just this. one quarterback, that's good. That's the only quarterback. Well, I, I, you, can't, I can, you can't just go from elite to okay. above average. Okay. If there are no good quarterbacks in the NFL, there are no good okay. quarterbacks in the NFL, right? Okay. So, so yeah, yeah, there would have to be somewhere in between, somebody, a group in between that. And I don't think Matthew Stafford falls in that group. What I'm saying he's above average, average quarterback. That's so, always been what I said. Brady, Rodgers, Breeze, Roethlisberger. That's four. Those are to me. I don't know. I don't know why Roethlisberger is in the elite category. Because I'm, I'm, because not, I'm, not, I'm not. You I'm can not, put him there. That's not the argument I'm trying to have. But I don't know why we're just he's automatically an, throwing. He's him an elite quarterback. When he's healthy, I, I, I don't when, see that. When Ben Roethlisberger's healthy, he's a top five quarterback. I don't see that. How? I do not see that. He is not an elite quarterback in the NFL. He's not. Where's the Super Bowl even, even the Super Bowls he's won. Well, that, Everybody yeah. knows he's not the MVPs of those Super Bowls. The the first thing he's won to the Super Bowl, they carried him. Literally carried him to the Super Bowl win. I'm a, I don't mean figuratively. The only play he did, made, did he his go- greatest contribution was tackling um the guy who when um when the bus fumbled, tackling him and not let him go. So you're saying he's not a top five quarterback? No. Right now. No. How? Wow. How could he not be a ben top five? Burger is not a top five quarterback. So who's better? Okay, so you have you have Breeze, <laughs> Rodgers, Brady. Okay, then who's next after that? You have your pick of them. It's not Ben Roethlisberger though. Don't tell me Matthew Stafford is better than Ben Roethlisberger. He is. Oh, oh. I would take I would take Matthew. <laughs> Thank Stafford. you for listening to our podcast. <laughs> please leave your comments. Five stars, please. <laughs> Straight to the drug test. Straight listen, to the drug test. Listen, I want to be clear, though, right? If I had to pick a career, whose career has been better to this point? But that's point, part of it. No, no, it's not. We're talking about yes, it this is. season. We're not talking about anything else but this even, season. Even this season. Ben Roethlisberger did not have a good season last year. He didn't. When he was healthy, yes, he did. He had he had a pretty good season this year when he was healthy. Y'all want to go to the numbers? You want to go to the stats? You want to go to the stats? <laughs> Because Roethlisberger's season was not hot. If you're listening to our podcast, I know we normally don't go this long, but it's been just a long time. We'll give you extra for our show. I don't know how he's not considered. I Last year, last he had 3,819 yards. Who has Roethlisberger? Uh-huh. 29 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. And how many games did he play? 95.4 passer rating. How many games did he play? That's uh-huh. also towards my point that he doesn't play. Every game. I'll, I'll give ever. you that. I'll give you that. But if I'm starting a team this season right now, and they're telling me, healthy now, do I want Roethlisberger or Matthew Stafford? I'm thinking Ben Roethlisberger. Stafford's stats were 4,300 yards, 24 touchdowns, 10 picks. He had a, sm- uh, a little less QB rating at 93. Yeah, but he played a full season. Ben Roethlisberger didn't play a full season. And, he, and Roethlisberger had more yards, more touchdowns. And no, he didn't have more yards. He had more yards. I'm sorry, less yards, more touchdowns, and three more interceptions. Three more interceptions. Yeah. And he didn't play a full season. Now, granted, he does have better weapons around him with Brown and Bell. Now. No, but, always. Mean, Calvin Johnson is. But that's all he had was Calvin Johnson. He has Bell back there also. He, and Roethlisberger played 14 games. So if yeah. he plays 16 games, more if, picks. 250, but 250 more yards. More picks. Right? I mean, <laughs> just be honest, though. How do you know what's going to happen exactly? 
It depends what they're playing Cleveland. He might have three more touchdowns. He might have six more touchdowns. Another five. <laughs> all I'm yards. saying is, all I'm saying is, and I think we will probably agree to this. I don't think he's an elite quarterback. That's really all I'm saying about Roethlisberger. I think they're four, and we already named them. I don't add Roethlisberger in there for what? That's I, all. I'm I think he, I think he's an elite quarterback right now in this stage. I do. I do. And that, wow. and that part of it is because of the weapons he has around him. With those weapons, that's what carries him over as an elite quarterback. I just feel that way. I don't see him as a lead. I think that's a disservice of other four quarterbacks because he's but, not on their level, and nor is he ever. Now, don't don't level. don't don't get me wrong. Ben Roethlisberger is not that much better than Drew Brees. Or, I mean, Drew Brees is not that much better than Ben Roethlisberger. He's just not. The only two only two quarterbacks you can probably say that are ahead of the pack are Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. They might be like no one else can touch us. Drew Brees had an okay season last year too, right? So was it's not like I, him I've and never, Ben Roethlisberger. I, I've, I've, I just I've never heard anybody other than other than you two, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, put Ben Roethlisberger in the league category. So just just willingly put him in there. What has he done? But oh, that guy is definitely elite. So who's in who's in front of Ben Roethlisberger right now? As far as the top three, I can't. You cannot say that Matthew Stafford's a top five quarterback. You cannot say that. Right now. Sporting News had Matthew Stafford at number thirteen. And what's as, as, as far as ranking the quarterbacks coming into this season? Quarterbacks coming into this season. Yeah. Where's Where's Big Ben? Uh, Prescott's number twelve. Philip Rivers at eleven. Derek Carr at ten. Eli at nine. Andrew wow. Luck at eight. Cam Newton at seven. Breeze at six. Wilson at five. There's a guy you haven't named yet. Yeah. yeah. Where's he going to name it? Matt Ryan. At Matty <laughs> Matt Ryan, number four. Ben Roethlisberger. Ha! I didn't want to say it, but that's my number Ben Rossler. Ben Roethlisberger at number three. At what? Number, number three. three. You heard it right. Ben Rogers three. at two. This and list is automatic. <laughs> my number five was uh, Matt Ryan. Yeah, I had, I had Matt Ryan number five as well, but I had- uh, Show's over. Ben Roethlisberger there as well. <laughs> But yeah, that, uh, that was it. And Dak was ahead of Stafford, by the way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know that he's in there. I mean, because I, I agree with one of the people on this list that people probably wouldn't agree with. But I mean, I would pick Philip Rivers over Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I'll pick. I'll pick Philip Rivers. I mean, I like Philip Rivers a lot, so I'm not gonna. I will pick him over Matthew Stafford. I mean, don't get me wrong. Matthew Stafford had a a pretty good year last year, but when you talk about quarterbacks, this is also the Matt Ryan effect. We're going to find out a lot about Matt Ryan without um, Kyle Shanahan. And I think that Matthew Sapper is being helped a lot with um, their new head coach they have there, the really? Caldwell. Really? Yeah, I do. Really? I do. Because beforehand, you, we talked about this. Before that happened, Matthew Stafford was chunking the ball to Calvin Johnson any opportunity that he had. Now it's more so he's just – I think that Calvin Johnson not being on that team also helped him out as well because now he's just – you know, re- making his reads and throwing to the correct wide receiver. So I think we're going to find out a lot about Matthew Stafford this year as well to really see if he is an above average quarterback. Well, I think we know the answer to that, but his man crushes, we're going to hurt his feelings. I think at this point, you guys are just haters. <laughs> I think that's what it is because I can't even name his wide receivers. I literally cannot. You know about, you know, who Golden Tate is, right? Yeah, I know Golden Tate. Okay. He's he's at number two, number three wide receiver at best, and yet he's his best receiver there. Mm. So Russell Wilson and Matthew Stafford, going in this year, who's a better quarterback? Russell Wilson. No, I want Chris to tell me. That's close. 
I think you could like you see. I think, I think I think I think the thing with Matthew Stafford. I would, is, I would t- I'm just answer your question. I would take Matthew Stafford over him going wow. into this year. I would. Whew. We're just talking about the you guys are adding the teams and everything. I'm no, saying no, no, I'm, you have I'm to going pick with, a quarterback. I'm going without the teams too. You take Matthew Stafford. Whew. I mean, this is my thing though. With Russell Wilson, with Ben Roethlisberger, they are they are close, but what separates them? You got to take into account what they've done in the past. You just can't throw it out the window. So I know what Ben Roethlisberger can do. I know what Russell Wilson can do. But that's not, a, that's not what we're doing, though. We're only talking about coming into the season based off of last, last season. season. That's but all you I'm doing. But you can't, you you can't. guys are hearing me saying Matthew Stafford is better than Ben Roethlisberger. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying coming into the season, well, this, I'm ranking this, this, him okay, as a better just, quarterback. It's the same argument I had with him about Matt Ryan. I thought Matt Ryan was a better quarterback, <laughs> top five quarterback coming into the season. And you think Jay Cutler is the best quarterback in the league right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fourth best. Man, whatever y'all whatever y'all drink or and digest before the show, I need some of what y'all have. Cause y'all are crazy. Y'all are y'all are y'all done lost it. This is a shame. It's a shame. What did I the say? What, what did I do this show? The integrity. first of all, you we agreed on, we agreed on some stuff like this. I know show. that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. What did that's, I do? That's amazing. But uh. yeah. We Apologize to our fans because the integrity of the show is compromised by. You started it. <laughs> <laughs> How old are we? Old I don't we? know. I'm 12. You started I'm 12. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys. Um, you got something else to say? Yeah, no. Um, I think one of the things we didn't really talk about was um, you know, what we went through as a city. And I got lucky right. enough to, I didn't get a chance to witness any of it, to be honest with you. I left Friday morning before everything went down and got back once everything was over and our mandatory evacuations were lifted lifted for our neighborhood. But one of the things that I'm, you know, sport, I think football kind of brings everybody back together, gets everybody right on the, on the right path again and, you know, clears your mind and it allows us to have an escape from the reality. But to see a couple of weeks later that, you know, we still have roads closed and families impacted indefinitely because of what happened in that storm, that type of stuff really, really bothers me. But one of the things that lifts my spirits is to see how the people of Houston and the people of Texas, and for that matter, the people across the nation have come together like to help support us. That stuff, man, just, it really gives me a different outlook on life because a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago, we were worried about the leader of our country dividing our country and you know everyone going separate ways. But right. when you see Mississippi State wearing a, a Texas sticker with their, you know, on their helmet, those types of things, you don't see that very often. And I just hope that, you know, the listeners of this show and then everybody else continues to to spread the type of love. It's kind of like what happens with family members. You don't talk to them, you don't see them and everybody gets together because it's a funeral. And that's like a really bad time to get together. Um, we all came together as a country, as a city, as a nation because of this this terrible flood. And I'm just hoping that the people continue to to support each other and help each other and the helping hands that we see now, if we could stick together, I mean, that that's it's just a beautiful thing for to to be able to see. So I know it's not sports related, but just commend the city of Houston and the city of San Antonio, man. They I came back to Houston with a twenty foot trailer, a twenty foot U Haul full of donations from people from San Antonio to hand out to the people of Houston. Like, who does that? You know, like people just coming to my hotel room, just dropping stuff off and donating stuff. And that type of stuff just moves me, man. So I'm just hoping those listeners, if you haven't given, please give to anybody, somebody, uh, any organization that's helping the people of Houston. Because I know it's you guys might think it's over, but there's still people here struggling. Right, right, right. And suffering from that. 
JJ Watt is killing it right now, man. Yeah. I mean, he $27 million or something like that. Something like that. I mean, when you have someone like that, that's pretty much the spokesman for your team. He, he embraces the being a role model. Like he just takes it in. He's like, that's what he wants. And, um, I think everybody that has been affected by this situation can look as being a role model. Really and truly, because I'm just I'm seeing people do things. I'm like, wow, you're just helping a complete stranger. Absolutely. So when you absolutely have, you know, nothing about and, you know, it's situations like this that really bring out people's true colors. And um, it's, I just. It, it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it, because. When the situation initially happened and, and you saw all the flooding and, and everybody that was, you know, out of their homes and. People just not they're even thinking about it, they're just willing to help. Yeah. What can I do to help you? You know, I went somewhere not too long ago to help people out and um, volunteer and help someone clean out their house or whatever. It's just it just it just makes me feel proud Absolutely. to be a part of the city. It really does. I mean, Absolutely. I get it. I don't even know how to explain it exactly. I just I'm just proud to be a part of the yeah. city. I hate that it happened, but I'm glad to see people coming together. Man, that's just it's it's motivating. Yeah, and kind of picking back off both of what you said. Unfortunately, it does take situations like this for right, us to come right, together. Right, right. But some of these situations can, can turn out to be something good. Right. Um, having these people come together, and we also don't want to forget our brothers and and sisters in Florida who are about to get hit by this right. upcoming um, yeah, hurricane. Yeah. Um, it's really just the same. I don't think there's anybody in the city of Houston who was affected in some way, either Absolutely. somebody you know or your home. Right. Um. So I've sent our prayers to our brothers and sisters in Florida for sure, man. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Anything else to it to the show? No. Um, only th- I got one thing. Um, I really hope the Cowboys. I love the Cowboys, but if they lose, why are you? Whispering? I don't. I just if they lose though, and the Texans win, it's gonna be a great yeah. show. Yeah, gonna show. But go Cowboys though. Mm-hmm. I forgot you were like a undercover cowboy. Oh, I am. I just don't like. I don't like the D four K that logo that Dak has. Cowboy oh. Nation, we are back, baby. Oh, this, you know how long I've been waiting to say that officially? We oh, back. Oh gosh, we're Dak. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Subscribe. Uh, leave us five stars. Uh, we're just now getting back into the groove of things, so we will have more podcasts available for you guys to listen to. And um, I, I'm getting all these these emails about trading in co-hosts. You know, Trey's family, man. Now, I'm sorry, <laughs> you're stuck with me. I'm stuck with them. <sighs> Thanks for listening to the new Channel Sports Podcast. Leave comments. Please rate the podcast with five stars. And don't forget to subscribe. Check out the podcast daily for sports news and scores. Thursdays for the take of the week. And every Tuesday and Saturday for discussions on hot sports topics.